What up, what up? It is Christina, and I'm back with Kritiker. It is love month, and it's all about love. Welcome to February. January was such a heavy month, and sometimes just reflecting on our past can have us in our feelings. But I want us to remember that the goal is to combat that. We want to get ahead of the enemy. With that being said, we are back on the battlefield, and this month, we are praying for our spouse. It's about to get real. I just want everybody to be totally prepared. Now, if this is your first time sending up prayers for your future or current sweetheart, let me just prep you. Nothing gets more real than you interceding for the one person, your person. Marriage and choosing a life partner is the second most important decision you will ever make in your life. It's huge. Coming only second to your decision to give your life to Christ. Choosing a partner, setting a foundation, marrying another imperfect human is work. And it requires prayer. Woe to the relationship that lacks prayer. There is no possible way it will work. Some say they trust the universe or they hope and wish But really, it's you praying to the creator that the very things that your heart's desire in a life partner will come to fruition. Now, let me stop here and provide a disclaimer. I am not a relationship expert, guys. I have failed many times. I wasted many years and precious tears kissing plenty of frogs. However, I am what you call a hopeless romantic. I love love. I love all the feels. I love the idea of loving someone deeply that loves you back. I love the idea of being fully known and still fully loved even through all the mess. Now I know all of those things sound so euphoric and it has been noted time and time again. Let's just testify that only God can really love us in that kind of way. But the idea of feeling a deep and intimate human connection for most of us, that's what our hearts desire. Please note that for the sake of this series, this is for everyone in every season. There will be times when we speak directly to the single season, dating, courting, and engagement, and then marriage. I am not married, never been married, so I shouldn't, couldn't, and I wouldn't provide any advice on this platform to any married couple due to that fact. I'll only speak generally and speak to best practices while in the season Take note that this really isn't about your spouse anyway. This series here, it's all about the individual. This is tailor-made for you. Yes, you, listening on the other side of this device and your prayers for your honey. It's on the line. Every situationship, friendship, relationship, partnership, engagement, and marriage is two individuals. And in marriage, they become one. So today we will focus at the very basic level of godly relations. Now relations seems like a strange word to add here, but it's so fitting. The first week of this series is all about keeping God in it all. Amos 3.3 says this, Can two walk together except they agree? This is simply stating, how can you expect to go further, to walk long distance on this journey of life with a partner that your soul and more compass and beliefs, they just don't agree with. Now, I'm not saying that there won't ever be a difference of opinions, but to attempt to convert or to coerce your spouse to believe in the same core principles that you do, if they don't already, just 
it just won't work, y'all. It just, it, it just, it just doesn't work. And trust me, it's not necessary. God wants you to be in total comfort with your beloved, that you won't have to drag them to church or produce a four-page thesis to explain why you tithe or serve or desire monogamy. Just for instance, <laughs> the idea is to keep God in the center. Plus, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says this. It says it so directly, and I love it. It says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Y'all, that's what fellowship, what intimacy, togetherness can you develop with someone who is not striving to live in sanctification? This here would be a huge red flag and a perfect place for me to stop and break things down for you. So singles, when you're seeking and searching and meditating for the type of individual that would make the cut or catch your eye, be sure to limit the vanity bullet points that you write down and really hone in on what you want to see in their character, their spiritual life, and their family life. All right, it's testimony time. I've been waiting for this. So during my single season, when I wasn't even thinking of necessarily getting into a relationship, the Lord revealed to me the attributes that I wanted in a husband and the father of my future babies. It never listed the specifics like, oh, I want a tall, dark, handsome, and talented man, even though Eric is all of those things. I never listed those specifics. The things that I listed were my non-negotiables, i.e. for me. It was so significant for me to have someone that is generous, that is really big-hearted, if you will. Someone who's loyal, that is super dependable and devoted. Someone who has a good temper. Someone who has that self-control. And, and given my past, I needed someone with that. I wanted someone optimistic, that has the confidence, and they're generally happy and very energetic. I wanted a man that was family-oriented, that loved his family and desired a family. But the first thing on that whole list is and will always be, I want a man that is godly, a gentleman, a man after God's own heart. I've heard Jamal and Natasha Miller from the One University stress this, and it's so important that you and your spouse have your own histories with God. A history with God is when you have developed and established your very own intimate relationship with Christ with your own memories, moments, experiences, testimonies, etc. with God before your spouse even comes into the picture. The person that you are looking for, the person that makes the cut should love God more than they love you. Whoops. I, did I just say that? Did I just step on everyone's toes? Yes, yes, I said it. Two people having their own history with God sets the catalyst for everything else and it is necessary to eventually sustain a marriage. This is key, and it should truly be a non-negotiable. Now, when dating and courting and you're engaged, the history with God should not change. The relationships that you have with your honey will pull you in two different directions sometimes, and it may challenge and tempt you to remove God from the center. But remember that the history has already been developed. So that is when you seek God for wisdom, and you continue to pray the same prayers that you did when you were single. Except now, you personalize them. You can add your love's name. You continuously pray that your bay is growing deeper, trusting God for direction, and that there are opportunities that come up for them to really, really go deeper in their faith. During this season, I caution you not to hinder your love's ministry 
don't get in the way of their relationship with God. For instance, if they typically go on dates with God, if they serve at church, let them still do that. But instead, pray for the enhancing of their ministry and that you too will become one. And when that happens, that you'll join together in unity and in purpose. Now in marriage, this prayer would have to deepen. Marriage presents a new level of accountability and challenges. As wives and husbands, it would be necessary to continue to pray for your spouse and their relationship with God to become more intimate as their love and service to Christ is a direct correlation to their fulfillment in the ministry of marriage. Prayers for your spouse in a marriage is immediately considered to be daily intercession. As the other half of the union, you start to see things within your mate that would make you the ideal accountability partner. With life happening all around, the challenges, the stressors, you will find yourself praying that your partner remembers their own history with God. Or maybe the history that you two have experienced together with God. Or reminding them of their foundation with Christ. Or even encouraging them to dive back into that relationship. Keeping your husband or wife in prayer is your charge. Woo! That's probably one of the reasons that a lot of us aren't married. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it is a big, big responsibility. We have to hone in on this key point first. Because... Before we can pray all of these other prayers for our lover, we have to remember that this one will trump all others. A history with God and continuous prayers for your spouse will even come in handy when there's friction. My mom would always say that even when things get rocky within your relationship and in your marriage, you can still trust the God in your mate. You can trust the very things that you fell in love with. You can trust that they hear from God and love God just as you do. So that tends to make it a little easier because you know what you're up against. You know that God is going to intervene on you all's behalf because you're both children of God. And in all seasons, I want us to remember that the enemy hates godly relationships, especially marriage. If he can plant weeds in your single life, or distance you from community in your dating season, or stir up discord in your engagement, all to prevent you from joining forces with another prayer warrior to take him out, defeating him from entering your home and the hearts and minds and lives of your spouse and eventually your children, he will do it. He will wage war to ensure that unity and godly relationships never happen. Praying for your spouse causes you to enter into a new level of spiritual warfare because a huge portion of your purpose, your ministry, your future family are attached to your marriage as well, which is then attached to that individual. And I want us to stand united today because the enemy will not win. He never does. So we need to be in consistent prayer for our spouse on today. As for me, just to say my little tidbit, I couldn't imagine living this life without a partner that is rooted and grounded in the same principles as I am. I know I have that as a key point for my life, and I want that for you all's life as well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for every single person that's listening, Father. I thank you because no matter what season we're in, your word says that if we delight ourselves in you, you will give us the desires of our hearts, God. You know our inner beings, and you know what we're longing for. 
all my singles out there, they're longing for that one person on this earth that you've placed for them to join in unity with God. And they're looking to see what ministries they can do together. What purpose can they fulfill together? And God, I'm praying that you will make it known to them, God, but even as you're making it known to them that they never stop praying for their future spouse, what their future will look like, what the future could be with this potential person. God, I'm praying for every single person in their dating and engagement season. God, as we are dating and trying to figure it all out, God, I pray that we never cease praying for our future spouse. God, that we are taking them before you and praying for them. I pray right now that you are equipping us with everything that we need to sustain the marriage, Father. I thank you that even in our desires and things in our hearts, God, that we're still learning and being pruned for when that time comes. God, I want to pray right now for the married couples that are listening, God. I pray right now that they never stop interceding for one another. God, that they never stop praying for their husbands or their wives, God, but that they're coming to you. I pray right now that the relationship, the histories with God are not lost in this season of marriage, God, but that they're going deeper. And that they're still keeping their alone time with you. God, because more than anything else, Father, we know you're a jealous God and that you don't want us to idolize a person over you. God, so help us to develop our own history with you before we develop a history or relationship with anyone else. God, I'm praying right now for godly relationships, God. Father, I pray that There are marriages and relationships that are so rooted and grounded in purpose and in ministry and in you to build the kingdom, God, that only godly children will be rooted up in this household that is so submerged in kingdom business, Father. I thank you so much for that. God, I'm praying that you will keep us in all seasons. God, we put our relationships in your hands. Father, we leave them at your feet, God, and we say, do what you will, Father. We know that you're going to do great things in and through our relationships. The enemy will not win, but you will get all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. While we're praying for you and, and continuously praying this month for your relationships, praying for your future spouse and praying for your spouse, that the Lord will reveal opportunities that you all can come together and be connected and to build the kingdom together. All right, fam, now I'm going to leave you all with this blessing. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Our God will make this happen. For he who calls you is faithful. He never changes, y'all. And I'm praying for you, praying for your future spouse, and praying for your spouse on this week. All right, y'all, love you.